Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This, my fellow Americans, is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful. Did I say peaceful? Restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Wow, do we have a barn burner broadcast for you today, to say the least. A quick recap of yesterday's show is in order. Available in archive form for free at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbors, would you please? Fox News announced that they are having Larry Kudlow, Trump's former top economic advisor, as kind of their new host. So the revolving door of the media continues, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump complains about the swamp, but that's where he gets his media personnel revolving into his administration. And then all of a sudden they get tossed back to the media. Ask McEnany, ask Kudlow. They all get tossed back to the very news that's supposedly the enemy. Very strange revolving door there. It happens in all administrations, including Donald's. The U.S. House of Representatives provided no evidence no witnesses, and now that Trump is out of office, there's no constitutional authority for the Senate trial slash second impeachment of a, <clears throat> what do you call it? Just an average citizen there, Donald Trump, citizen tried by the Senate. Imagine a manipulation like that going on before your very eyes. It's political theater, to say the least. It's got conflict of interest all over it, you don't have Supreme Court justices or the vice president who used to be the, well, who's supposed to be the tiebreaker in the Senate there. Neither of those folks are doing the trial. It's left up to Patrick Leahy. They say he's a witness. They say he's also a senator. They say he's also a prosecutor. They say he's a man. I don't know how more conflicting of interest it gets than that. But why doesn't the appropriate entities take this on? Because they're criminals and they don't dare. That's why. Facebook, they say, was the most used media service to take on this Capitol riot. And uh, they say, hey, um, FBI or DOJ documents show this, that the, uh, you know, Facebook was the most used to organize. So my question is, why isn't Facebook on trial? If they were the ones that allowed the organization of it all via their service there, then, you know, we ought to be charging Facebook, not Donald, right? Interesting twist, huh? The most important elements of the impeachment trial, we went over those. They got six hours each to, you know, express their views. They're supposed to determine if the vote should even go forward. And, well, one more senator capitulated with the Democrats, so it was 46 to 54. And, anyway, they're going to go ahead with the impeachment, not likely to convict. But, nevertheless, the theater, the political theater continues. Senator Rand Paul accused Democrats of having a double standard when it comes to speech and condoning violence. Senator Rand Paul says this impeachment is the antithesis 
of unity. Amen to that reality check. Hour two, we talked about a flashback when Kamala Harris joked about killing Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Yeah, she was on with Ellen, and they kind of laughed about it. (laughs) If you're in an elevator with Mike Pence, Donald Trump, or Jeff Sessions, you know, who would you rather be in the elevator with? Ellen jokes, and Kamala says, does one of us have to come out alive? (laughs) Not very funny. Unhinged Chuck Schumer threatens Supreme Court Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. No one seemed to bat an eye about that. Um, Threatening language. He even said, you don't even know what hit you. That kind of language, folks. Maxine Waters commits sedition, calls for violence against all Trump administration officials. If you see them anywhere, let them know that they're not welcome. Form a crowd and push back was the mm, words used on that one. Tulsi Gabbard doing a pretty dang good job, Democrat of, well, former Democrat of Hawaii. She says domestic terrorism laws directly undermine liberty. Amen to her point. BLM and Antifa march in Washington, D.C., threaten to burn down Washington. There you have that for extremism. AOC doubles down, says she will not apologize for saying that Senator Ted Cruz almost had her murdered during the January 6th Capitol riot scenario. So she's doubling down. AOC on Capitol riots, that's a Ocasio-Cortez, right? She says members were nearly assassinated. CNN reports that. So wait a minute. We're going to get at Fox for saying you can't report that there might be concerns with the elections. Election fraud. But yet, you know what? CNN could double down with ALC and says, hey, you know what? People were almost assassinated there. Who was almost assassinated? (laughs) No. uh, Ted Cruz didn't offer or try to kill anyone. But ALC is allowed to say whatever she wants to say. Loose lips sink ships, though, ladies and gentlemen. There will be political payback, I promise. And I don't mean that in a belligerent or violent sense at all. I just mean, you know what? Let's go 22 at the polls. We're going to make a change. Hopefully Americans will see the truth that we can get a handle on this vote fraud scenario. Tom Brady's accomplishments has earned him the title of the greatest quarterback of all time. But there's a fly in the ointment. He's now called racist. Why? Because he won the Super Bowl during Black History Month. No, no, no. Can't do that, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. School backtracks on Black History Month in Utah. School, nearly all white, tried to allow parents to opt out of Black History Month shenanigans. Uh, the school was hesitant to let parents opt their kids out, and now everyone went ballistic, and now they reversed their decision. You can't opt your kids out. Well, it's been time for a long time, but I highly recommend you get your kids out of the government school cesspool because I'm telling you right now, they will indoctrinate your children. Make no mistake about that, ladies and gentlemen. Now, am I against Black History Month? Of course not. I believe everybody ought to celebrate their own heritage. We're all God's children, and we ought to behave like it. But the propaganda surrounding Black History Month and the manipulation that white people are the enemy and that white people have payback and everything else is the fraudulent narrative I absolutely, a thousand percent, reject. Okay, I'm sad about the mistakes America's made in the past, but I am not responsible for Adam's transgression, and I will not apologize for something that I didn't do. I believe we're all God's children. We should treat each other such. How do you like that, you racists? New jobless numbers suggest progress towards recovery has stalled, and $15 minimum wage could cost 1.4 million jobs. But don't worry, the government will take care of you, and they'll just send you a check. Where are they going to get the money, folks? Governments don't generate revenue of any kind. All they do is steal from the public. 
And the greater the steal, the greater the handout. Americans are sadly realizing they can vote largesque from the Treasury. And I'm telling you right now, historically speaking, it ain't going to go well. Pardon the French. I guess Morgan Wallen, you know, country singer, he's now ineligible. The NAACP wants to talk to him about his racist remarks. And he was drinking, and he said things he shouldn't have said, and I, you know, condemn that. But that doesn't mean that'll ruin his career. AOC can run around and say white supremacists cause all these problems, and she can push the race card narrative, et cetera, et cetera. All I can tell you is, you know, calling me a white supremacist, is that like calling somebody the N-word? Just saying. Very, very strange double standards in our society everywhere. Anyway, I digress, except to say that's the recap of the incredible broadcast, two hours of hard-hitting talk that took place yesterday, available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Now, we are live six days a week, two hours a day on the Sabbath. We rest as the good Lord intended. Wow, folks, transitioning into news the networks refuse to use starts now. I've got two incredible gentlemen with me. The first one I want to welcome back, who's finally... Halfway free is the way I would describe it. He's halfway free. We'll explain in seconds. Mr. Steve Stockman, my good brother, welcome back, sir. Thank you for having me on. It's good hearing your voice. Oh, man, it's hard to even know how to talk about uh, what happened to you. Let's summarize. You were put in prison after four manipulated grand jury attempts. Uh, They manipulated the evidence. They had people wrongly testify. I could go on and on and on, but suffice it to say, they put you in prison supposedly for a decade. You suffered plenty. Eventually, you got let out, but not pardoned. Give us kind of the summary there, would you please? Yeah, we, uh, as you probably know, we were whistleblowers, and we're supposed to get protected from uh, investigation. If you whistleblow, I exposed uh, Hillary selling dual-use steel to Iran, or she uh, facilitated that, and that was only published in uh, World Net Daily and Newsweek, and other than that, and that's it the uranium that was that was sold, right? No, 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 no. This no? is separate. This is something that a lot of people don't know. She sold the steel to make the centrifuges, and it's it's, it's very rarely uh, reported. But I wrote a letter asking for an investigation. I gave the sales slips, and it was done uh, <clears throat> facilitated by her office, and it was done by the Ukrainian oligarch who is her largest donor to her nonprofit. And it's scurrilous that it didn't make more news. I can later send it up, and you can put some of the documents up on your website. But that's another reason why I was targeted. Plus, I was friends with uh, or knew the uh, uh, Ukraine. I had a lot of interactions with Ukraine. I was there right after the revolution. And the Ukraine uh, Intelligence Service gave me some of this information. And one of the Ukraine officers was involved in uh, helping Hillary get elected. So Fiona Hill, which falsely testified that Ukraine was not involved, that it was a Russian lie, it's not a Russian lie. It's factual. Uh, Ukraine was involved, but they were involved because they were afraid of Paul Manafort. So anyhow, it's hey, great being back. Why do you just lay off my wife? Yeah. I don't know why you, just keep lay- why you just keep hitting on my wife like that, Steve. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with that. We got another guest coming up. Steve will continue his story, ladies and gentlemen. He's halfway free. He is home with his lovely wife, and thank the good Lord for that. Details coming up in seconds on your favorite hard-hitting talk show. Liberty Roundtable Live. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault... 
Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Stockman, home with his wife. Thank the good Lord for that. Steve Stockman, former congressman from Texas, now a political prisoner in his own country. I submit to you still, it is time to fight back. Defendapatriot.com is his website. Now, when I say it's time to fight back, folks, that's not violent fight words, okay, like they want to manipulate you to believe. Don't buy the lie. Don't die. Uh, accept the truth for what it is. I want to fight for what is right, peacefully, morally, using the checks and balances I speak of so fondly. Uh, you know what? Revolution is not the answer. Peaceful restoration is. And to anybody who suggests different is absolutely uh, dishonest, criminal, direct from Satan's spawn. Folks, I'm telling you right now, we can't have this manipulation of words and intentions, uh, judging the heart like the thought police might do. Okay, that's got to stop. I digress. Steve Stockman was telling you about this deal from Hillary and how she's enriching her coffers by selling out, and he had the paperwork to prove it, and they didn't like it. Continue there, Steve. Well, then there were other things I did, too, as you know, uh, which I'll send you the documents if you want to post it. But we went, we also exposed Lois Lerner. We, uh, we also exposed the money being transferred to Haqqani Network, which your listeners here are familiar with Haqqani, they're, they're the violent wing of uh, the terrorist organization, Al-Qaeda. And uh, Obama sent uh, millions and millions of dollars in, in um, a ransom payment for Berg Bergdahl, who was an American trader who, if you recall, he wandered off, and several of our soldiers looking for him got killed. And uh, But long story short is I, I knew a lot, and they, they know that, but unfortunately for my concern is now that Obama's essentially back in with his sock puppet Biden, 
you're going to see more Christians and conservatives persecuted. And I fear for my brother Sam Bushman. I don't want him and the targets. Uh, we we got to join together, unite, and defend uh, liberty and defend freedom of speech. Amen. There's a headline on your website that I think says it all, and that's this. DOJ, the Department of Justice, targeted other conservatives before Trump slash Stockman abuses. This has been going on for a long time, and you're just simply saying not only has it been going on for way longer than people realize, but it's going to escalate, sir. Yeah, absolutely. And there's one guy I really want you to pray for. In fact, I have a hard time talking without crying because they they are verbally and physically abusing him right now as we speak. He was thrown in solitary confinement since June. His name is Senator John Woods. He was the only guy to support Trump and Hillary from Hillary's home state. Hillary hated it, so they contrived a case against him. The FBI admitted on the stand he lied. He destroyed evidence that would have set John free. John got an unprecedented, unbelievable 18 years in prison. And his crime, he submitted to uh, a Christian college, uh, some grant money to help a Christian college. This is a distortion of unbelievable portion. And I ask that you pray for Senator John Woods and that you keep it. And if you guys can, he's now in, uh, he's down in a Texas prison now. Please write him, keep him in your prayers, but don't let him think he's alone. He's a, he's a true conservative guy who just spoke out. Great Christian guy, and he needs to be supported and not forgotten. He's a former conservative Arkansas state legislature legislator as well. And uh, right. what has he got, an 18-year sentence? Yeah, he did. It's unbelievable. It was an Obama judge. Uh, the Obama judge allowed the FBI agent to destroy the critical information on his laptop. John's, uh, well, the attorneys, there were two attorneys that subpoenaed the laptop so the, the FBI agent took it down to a place, paid cash so he tried to cover up his crime, and wiped the computer slate clean with subpoena documents, which you notice there's a pattern here. Anytime the DOJ asks for something, the computers get wiped clean. That goes for Lois Lerner, Hillary Clinton. There's a whole long list of them. Uh, even FBI agents wiped their computers clean. So he took it, wiped it clean, then wiped it again in his house, Turned it over, and the judge ruled that, yeah, he lied, he uh, destroyed evidence, but who cares? And and went on with the trial uh, without John's due process in full intact. Absolute and criminal behavior, horrible. ladies and gentlemen, at the highest echelons, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. But the problem is, is that I'm worried. I just heard on this morning NPR they're trying to accuse Louis Gomert of sedition. And uh, Louis may think he's immune from prosecution, but I can attest as my own case, and even with Trump, they went after a president. Nobody's uh, immune from prosecution. They're all, they're, they're going to make us, you know, a gallant effort to wipe out anybody in the military that um, is even, even supporting any kind of conservative causes. It's quite alarming. It is incredibly alarming, ladies and gentlemen. We will keep our eye on this ball. We will have Steve back to kind of brief us on this. I'm learning more about John's case and what's going on. But even um, Town Hall News, a very well-known, for the most part, mainstream news service, Town Hall uh, was begging Trump to pardon John Woods. And you know what? If we don't get this done, folks, it's only going to get worse. Let's bring Larry Pratt, gun owners uh, of America. He's not with him now. He's retired, but he's uh, uh, speaking about all things liberty. You've been watching these cases as much as I have, haven't you, Larry? Uh, For a long, long time, I learned about how the deep state operates uh, from 
the experience I had at gun owners uh, dealing with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, and increasingly uh, the FBI became just as uh, corrupt as the BATF. So I've, I've seen this for years and years and years, and it, it it's enough of a problem that even in the White House that happily at least took Steve out of jail, uh, the... There was enough of a deep state, even in the White House, and a division among the staff uh, of the president himself, Donald Trump, that instead of a full pardon, Steve got a commutation of sentence, which is, you know, I praise the Lord for that because he's out of jail, which was not healthy a healthy place to be, especially a guy with diabetes, and they want to load him up with carbs. But nevertheless, uh, this... Uh, is something that I think we need to realize that it's hard for a guy like Trump even to find people who are going to be loyal to the message uh, that he wants to have uh, put into policy. And so we had maybe some lip service, but I had talked to people that uh, directly dealt with the White House, and some were good, some were very good. And some were not, and so I think and the that ones that were not seem to have the greater share of power at this point. Steve, let's talk a little bit about the difference between a full pardon and a commutation, because people aren't really, in my opinion, legal termed caught up on this, right? Right. We had, by the way, we had forty-seven conservative organization because my case switches fundamentally nonprofit conservative nonprofits, and people like Larry Pratt stood side by side with me. In fact. Be honest with you, Larry's like family. He uh, was the first one to ever endorse me for running for office. And Larry, quite frankly, was told, "Why are you endorsing that guy? He can't win. He's too conservative." And we won in a heavily Democrat district. But the difference between a pardon and a commutation is that you're still guilty with commutation, and you're still obligated to the government. And I have to report. I'm even cautioned about what I say. In other words, I'm on a short leash. I can't travel. Uh, there's a lot of restrictions, including freedom of speech, freedom of Second Amendment. So my First and Second Amendments are restricted. And uh, quite frankly, uh, I think this administration will probably do something to try to get me uh, thrown back in prison, which um, I hope's not the case. My wife is, and I are both not spring chickens, and we really need each other. Uh, we That's what we have. It's just each other. But the commutation is merely letting you out of prison, nothing else. But I appreciate the president for doing that. No question. And I will I will say this, too. You know, guys like me, um, you know, used to say to people like the Hammonds, mm-hmm. Dwight and Steve Hammond, uh, you know, we literally went to their doorstep and sang Amazing Grace on their doorstep, ladies and gentlemen. And I gave them both a hug, him and his wife, and said, you know what, Dwight, we won't stop until you're free. Uh, and I made that promise to Steve as well. And I'll, and I'll say this publicly, but you know what? I thought I had more friends, and I thought I had more influence than maybe I have. Even Trump doesn't have the influence that, that he thought he had. And so I don't, I don't mean that to be a negative statement. I'm not suggesting that we'll give up. What I'm telling you is that, you know what? You find out who your friends really are uh, because there's a lot of people that I thought I could call that, man, they, they, if you corner them, they say they feel your pain and they'll work on it, and then nothing happens. If you can't corner them, you can't get a hold of them. If you get a hold of them in some way that's not a, a, a forced response, 
then they ignore you. And and I'm shocked about what I've really discovered in the real world about this. Um, you know what? They don't have much use for me when I'm bringing up things that they're not ready to take on or whatever else. And some will say things like, you know what, Sam, we can do nothing for you, although your cause is just. Others will say, Sam, I'm so sorry, but it's beyond my control. Others blatantly, honestly admit they don't dare. I mean, I have seen the responses all over the map, but to the point where you just go, are you kidding me right now? When we get back, we'll talk to Larry and Steve about that. Steve Stockman, Larry Pratt on your radio. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Senate will move forward with the impeachment of President Trump. On this vote, the A's are 56, the days are 44, and pursuant to SRAS 47, the Senate having voted in the affirmative on the foregoing question, the Senate shall proceed with the trial as provided under the provisions of that resolution. The trial will resume at noon Eastern on Capitol Hill. 67-year-old Gregory Ehrlich of Buffalo, Minnesota, opened fire at an all-in-a-clinic Tuesday morning, about 40 miles northwest of Minneapolis. Unhappy with the health care he'd received, opened fire killing one person and wounding four others. Bomb technicians were investigating a suspicious device left there. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban said Tuesday he decided before the season began not to play the national anthem before the team's home games. Cuban didn't elaborate on his decision not to play the anthem, but did say nobody had noticed. USA Radio News. Can you really believe the news? So much spin. Americans just don't trust big media. And if you're really tired of the old news, check out Newsmax TV, the fastest-growing network in America. It's on all major cable systems. Each night, watch Newsmax TV and see big shows with Sean Spicer, Craig Kelly, Lindsey Keith, Stinchfield, and Rob Schmidt. They're exposing Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's surprising agenda. So tune into Newsmax anytime. If your cable doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you can go to another service that does. Or you can download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, and you can watch it anywhere in the world. Newsmax is also free on TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. And millions of people watch Newsmax on Roku, YouTube, Pluto, Zumo, Apple TV, and more. There's a reason 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV all the time. Check it out today. Newsmax is real news for real people. What was that strange light up in the sky in South Florida Tuesday night? USA Radio News John Clemens reports. It was only a test of a Trident ballistic missile that got all those people stirred up on Tuesday. But over the next several months, we're going to be hearing a lot about anomalous aerial vehicles. Ariana Pollock of Military.com explains Congress wants an accounting by U.S. intelligence agencies. They want to know if Russia or China are in possession of some sort of technology that, you know, the United States might not even know about yet. So if those things are lingering by U.S. bases or, you know, even on the coasts of the United States, lawmakers want to know about it and they want to see, you know, what the military is going to do to try to counteract or deter it. From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. Confirmation hearings have been scheduled for February 22nd and 23rd for Merrick Garland, President Biden's nominee to be U.S. Attorney General. Garland is a federal judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. 
LovingLiberty.net, our nationally syndicator, our national syndicator, I should say, of the program. Spreading the word like nobody's business, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Stockman with us. DefendAPatriot.com, his website. He's still a political prisoner, ladies and gentlemen. He had his sentence committed, and I'm glad for that. He's out at home with his lovely wife where he belongs. Thank heavens for that. But it's not enough, folks. He hasn't been pardoned. He's still watched like a hawk. And the fear is, just like most of what President Trump accomplished, you know what? A lot of it's going to be overturned by uh, Biden. Whacked out Joe's going to go crazy on us all. It's retribution time big time, as Steve points out. Hey, they've been putting political prisoners in prison, wrongfully so, for a long time. And let me give you a 30-second update on my history with this. George Hansen used to be a congressman from Idaho, literally 25 years ago or so. I used to interview George after he got out of prison and talk about the diesel therapy they gave him and the abuse that he experienced for trying to take on and stop the IRS from their criminal abuses. And literally, eventually, the government admitted they were wrong and they gave poor George Hansen. Ladies and gentlemen, this stuff is dear to my heart. This is serious. Anyway, they gave him a like a ten or a twenty thousand dollar stipend and said, "Oh, we're so sorry. We were wrong. You were right." But it was a day late and a dollar short after they ruined his career, after they literally beat him up and destroyed his health, uh, and he died not too long after that. I go way back to defending political prisoners to that point, ladies and gentlemen. I go back a long way, and all I'm telling you is I really thought in Steve's case, you know what? We can do something for Steve. We can do something for Dwight Hammond. We can, and you know what? I'm glad they, uh, uh, Dwight and Steve are home now. I'm grateful they've been released I'm, and their sentences were pardoned. I'm grateful that Steve's released and at least we've got something done, but it's not enough. And I feel like I've failed at the mission. But ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake, I, Richard Mack and others will never, I'm going to say it again, never give up. Larry, you find out who your friends are, don't you? Uh, you do, and uh, frequently you find that they may not have been quite as many as you thought. Uh, and I think what we're uh, describing in part is what's been referred to lately as the deep state. Uh, uh, an order can be given to release Steve Stockman, and it's, yeah, you and who else? Uh, uh, the, the deep state has ways of just ignoring uh, and even just uh, going 180 degrees the other way when they get a, a command from the elected chief of government, the president of the United States. And this was going on in Steve's case. It's been going on in so many uh, cases, uh, not only judicial but legislative matters. Uh, the, the deep state has been ruling because they are so big and so deeply dug in that even when you know in general what's going on, you can't say, well, John Smith is the guy that's uh, responsible for that particular outrage uh, because you can't see uh, everybody that's deeply embedded like a bunch of termites. Steve, the ball was thrown laterally to you, sir. Well, I want to say this. I'd be remiss if I didn't think Sam Bushman's involvement in trying to uh, uh, get me uh, a pardon, too. I I appreciate the effort you did, and I appreciate the ongoing efforts you're doing to defend freedom. I, we had a lot of uh, brothers and sisters in conservative and Christian movements that were really helping us out. 
And I want to state something here. If you go now and look at what happened, is that Trump allowed, or was talked into, I believe, to allow the DOJ to make the decisions. And the and two people who were violently opposed to Trump, uh, Snoop Dogg and uh, Rod Rosenstein, if you look on the list of people who pardon, you repeatedly see Rod Rosenstein's name on there. He pardoned his friends. They pardoned a, a, a liberal Democrat from Detroit mayor who was in prison or sentenced to prison for a very long time. With and, and yet you see a list of conservatives and Christians that were not. And in fact, uh, J- Judge Janine uh, was assured that her ex-husband would be pardoned. And they didn't do that, and so she called the president, uh, apparently, uh, on Air Force One right before uh, he was to leave office and, and uh, the president signed the order. So there was a lot of conservatives, shockingly, left behind. And if we compare it to Obama, he released 1,100 people, including uh, uh, Clinton and, and Obama, who released the terrorists. Of that shot up Congress. How ironic is that? There was blood. Sam, there's blood on the floors as we walk up the stairs, and Larry knows this. He's walked the hall of Congress. There's blood on the steps from Puerto Rican terrorists who shot at, at congressmen. We had yeah, and they're and they're okay, and we're going to ignore all the Steve Scalise uh, attack and everything right. else, and we're going to say Donald said peacefully, um, patriotically go to the Capitol and influence the folks to look into vote fraud, and now even President Trump. They're going to get if they can. Oh, they will, because at the end of my trial, I should point out, they said uh, this is the prosecutor that's now the head prosecutor of the public integrity session. He closed out after our trial and says, we're going to use this to go after Trump. He verbally said that. Is it recorded? Is it on record? Sorry? Is it, uh, is it recorded? Do we have a – is it on record? Can we get a copy no, of that? No, no. He was talking after trial was closed. Everybody's packing up their stuff. They were so giddy. And the problem is is that there's an excellent brief, and I don't know if it's posted on our website, but it's by Mark um, Fitzgibbons, who articulates how the dynamics of nonprofits from this case has been changed. It's now in the hands of the government what they determine – what is ethical use of the money. And, of course, in their eyes, the only ethical use of money is to enrich Democrats. But Biden raised 3 to $4 million for cancer research for children. Zero dollars went to the children. It all went to his pocket. None of that's coming out in public. None of that's being held accountable. Hey, Hunter's a good dude, and he's, he's getting off drugs. Come on, Steve. He's, he's... Well, no, this is Come actually... on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, this is Joe Biden that did this. He enriched himself from the, his cancer nonprofit. I wish that would be made more public. This is, by the way, one reason why I'm in prison, because I make that kind of thing public. I understand. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something I want to highlight, too. Steve's pointing to a very subtle thing that you may not understand unless I point it out directly, blatantly. They are changing the affairs of this country. And as Steve said, they're changing the way that it works. They're changing the dynamics. They're they're literally crossing lines and establishing dishonest, immoral, unconstitutional precedent so that they can then rely on it and mock uh, anybody who um, believes in the original due process and every other form of uh, innocent until proven guilty. I could go on and on. But let me give you an example to make Steve's point. This is really an important uh, example. I've got a friend by the name of James Edwards. He's a dear family friend. James Edwards does a radio program called The Political Cesspool that I syndicate. Now, they always claim James Edwards is a racist. Now, they lie. He does advocate for the white race. 
but he basically says, hey, you know what? I believe all races are fine. I just believe that if black people can advocate for their race, I can advocate for my race. And so I want white people to have children, and I want white people to do well, and not at the expense of black people. Uh, but I want them to be free to make their own choices, and I believe in Southern heritage and da-da-da-da-da. Anyway, the point is James gets slaughtered on a daily basis because how you dare stand up for white people, you must be some kind of a white supremacist. So they lie, lie, lie about James, but the lies went to a dishonest pinnacle is why I'm telling you all this. Now, I don't believe James is a racist for a second. In fact, when I was, uh, I, I anchored James's show while James was at the Republican uh, Donald Trump rally. And believe it or not, uh, James Edwards was in the fence with a lot of other broadcasters and a lady got locked out because she was late. I can't remember what network she was from. But it turns out that this lady, nobody would let her in there. Just They just looked over at her and kind of smiled and went, sorry, sucker. James Edwards literally got up, took off his headphones, and went and opened the gate so this lady could go in. Well, she was a black lady. James is white. So all the different people that, that, that say James is a racist, they lie. Okay, and they even claim I'm a racist because I associate with James. Guilt by association. Well, the reason I'm telling you this whole story is because it relates directly to the affairs of the country that are being changed, subtly changed behind the scenes, and you will wake up and have a different America than you've ever known. It won't be America where you're innocent until proven guilty. It won't be America where there's due process of law. It won't be in America where um, a speedy trial is afforded to someone, where you have a right to remain silent, or where you have a right to, which, by the way, is a misnomer. Uh, but anyway, you, okay, all these things will not be uh, to your advantage or to your defense anymore. So here's what happened. The uh, Michigan newspaper said that James Edwards was a leader of the KKK. All right. The Detroit Free Press said that James Edwards was a leader of the KKK. Now, James Edwards sued the Detroit Free Press because not only is James not a leader of the KKK, he's not even a member. In fact, he doesn't even agree with the KKK. Well, James sued, and here's what the judge came back and said. Are you ready? <clears throat> it is factual that you are not a leader of the KKK, and it's factual that you are not even a member of the KKK. But based on Aesop's fables, based on the company you keep, we're going to let it stand. The Detroit Free Press can say that if they want to. Case dismissed. Appeals rejected. When we come back, we'll have Steve respond to this. Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Isn't this great? 
Just the two of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone, no TV. Finally, we have a chance to just talk. I mean, how long has it been? Well, first of all, we should talk about your schedule. There are a few things that could use some adjusting, but overall, I think it's going all right. Basically, I think we're doing a pretty good job of communicating, which is good. You're doing a really good job of letting me know how you feel about things. I just, I want to keep the, the lines open, if you know what I mean. Jerry? It's four o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? Oh, I was... <laughs> I was just giving Emily a bottle. Who are you talking to? Emily! She's only three weeks old. And she's asleep. I know. I was just practicing. Family, isn't it about time? Isn't this great? Just the three of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, live with you, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Stockman with me, Larry Pratt with me, Steve Stockman's website, defendapatriot.com. So we're talking about how Steve mentioned that they are changing the affairs of the country behind the scenes, folks. No more of this innocent until proven guilty. No more of this speedy trial. No more of this transparency uh, and uh, the right to face thine accusers. No more of due process and all the things that we hold so dear in America. They're jettisoning that like you wouldn't believe. So James Edwards, in this, in this, in my opinion, critical case, he's never been a member of the KKK. He's not a leader of the KKK, but the Detroit, Detroit, wow, Detroit Free Press said, yay, he's a leader of the KKK. It's a lie. And the court said, we know that's a lie. We know the truth is he's not a leader. He's not even a member. But based on Aesop's fables, the company he keeps, we're going to say it stands. And they threw the case out. James lost. The Detroit Free Press won. And now they're using that case to change the law books to where case precedent will be against you uh, in these cases. Now, here's the interesting thing. The quintessential example of what used to be libel and slander was this example of you can't claim someone's a leader of the KKK or a KKK if they aren't. But now that's all gone by the wayside, Steve. Uh, and whether you agree with James or not isn't the point. Uh, the point is the court case changing precedent that set they're literally updating law books all across the country based on that case you've probably heard nothing by by design by the way you've heard nothing about steve yeah this is something that's really disturbing for instance uh when i was in congress i was called both a zionist and anti-semite so i'm an anti-semite zionist which is pretty amazing they pretty much did the same thing with trump so he was contradiction in terms but anyway well, I'm saying that even with Trump, they call him anti-Semitic, and yet in Israel they name towns after him. They love him, and yet the way they portrayed him was to be anti-Semitic. They also portrayed him as being anti-Muslims, but in the in the Middle East, all the they, they negotiated peace, and and he's nominated for like four Nobel prizes. So the terminology can be thrown around if you're conservative. It doesn't matter what the facts are. And for instance, in my case, I sat down, we had, uh, I, I picked a subcommittee in the foreign affairs, which nobody wanted, which was the subcommittee on sub-Sahara Africa. And our Democrat colleagues would never even show up. And yet we had Mark Meadows, myself, and Chris Smith were the three that would show up. And we'd have Afri uh, Africans come in and testifying about their abuse and how we could help them. And it's really surreal. It's very much in the pattern of George Orwell, you know, where everything's name reverse. I might also point out in the Bible, it says in the end times, you know, there'll be the the good will be called evil, evil good. And I think we're seeing this borne out in our 
current history. There you there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It is very, very serious, and they're changing the affairs of this nation. I'm telling you, you're not going to wake up in the same country you think you had. Larry Pratt, as you uh, finished at Gun Owners of America, did you see that kind of changing of reality and, and, and changing of expectations behind the scenes? This is the kind of word game that goes on constantly. Um, we're not uh, violating the Second Amendment. Uh, we're just doing this for public safety. Well, that's a lie on two levels. First of all, the Second Amendment says shall not be infringed, and they infringe all the time. And it turns out that after they're finished infringing people's Second Amendment uh, uh, liberties to own guns, um, something that predates the Constitution, jurisdictions in which that is carried out become more dangerous. Uh, What are the most dangerous places uh, generally speaking, anywhere in our country where the Second Amendment has been most severely attacked and restricted, shall I say, infringed. And that's, uh, I think we need to call these people out. But they play games with words. Uh, and, and just let me uh, go back a, a second to the, the travail that Steve went through was a conviction on exercising First Amendment protected speech. There was even a Supreme Court decision called Citizens United that said when you're talking about a public affairs issue, as long as you refrain from saying vote for uh, or vote against uh, John Doe for Congress or whatever, uh, you can say whatever you want. And Steve Stockman was convicted precisely in that zone. He never was saying vote for or vote against, but he was expressing opinions, and he went to jail for expressing an opinion. And this idea this idea that because you're elected, you lose your ability to have your own mind and your own thought and your own belief system uh, is what I'm talking about. That used to be, uh, what's the proper word, satrosanct or whatever else, where it was like an untouchable, of course you have that. Now that's all in jeopardy and question, Steve. Absolutely, and it's alarming that... Uh... Our friends have uh, been divided and, and effectively divided through this uh, charade. You know, I call it mostly peaceful demonstration. You had, I, I, I think the, the photographs of that, by the way, is one of the largest rallies. I don't know how the press gets away saying there were several thousand there. If you look at it, it goes beyond the, it went beyond the Washington Monument. And some of those photographs, uh, experts have said there was up to a million people there. And the the fact that there was a very few people. And where are you talking about again? This January 6th, the rally. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you there was uh, close to a million people eventually at the rally. There were several hundred thousand that even went to the Capitol. There was only maybe uh, 100 to 200 of the most that even went inside the Capitol. So we're talking about minuscule reality of, of some extremists, which I reject, by the way. Um, now, going into the capital isn't an evil crime like they want you to believe either. But the destruction of, of property and violence and stuff certainly is, and we stand a thousand percent against it. Nevertheless, they manipulate reality so bad that Americans can't even see straight when it comes to the truth of what really happened and who's really guilty. Yeah, in fact, what? Go ahead. No, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, so I'm saying it, it depends, you know, it's hard to even understand. Americans can't get the truth. The media is so dishonest and manipulative that Americans can't even understand the truth. You wanted to respond, Larry? 
Yeah, I was saying that the the the, the January sixth episode was instigated by some Antifa folks, one of whom, John Sullivan, is has been arrested numerous times for his violent activity. Uh, so whatever some poor, misguided uh, yokel uh, from the right was doing, it was all uh, predicated on something pre-planned days before, even a couple of weeks before, we now know, and hardly a word about that involvement of the hard left is talked about, and it's all been pinned on the right, and I just say, let's call BS on that. Yeah, I don't understand uh, why we, we seem to be disorganized and we can't get the message through. And even uh, Trump's lawyers yesterday seem to be disorganized and not able to get their thoughts together. This isn't a trial of court. This is a trial of public opinion, nothing else. And the Democrats ran this emotional piece. We should have ran the same emotional piece, only have black store owners saying, you know, you burned down my business and not a dime from Black Lives Matters have been helped to re- rebuild my shop. You know, we have we have a black police officer who was murdered by Black Lives Matter. None of that, none of that is being presented in this trial. We need to show the the, 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 the distortion of this Orwellian dystopia that's going on is not being challenged. It's bizarre why I, I'm, I'm puzzled at the defense of uh, well, maybe they had a short time, whatever, but it was not. No, well. they failed. I believe they failed on purpose to uh, trash Donald Trump. Now, let me explain something important. While the trial is going on against Trump, listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. There's a headline or an article in USA Today right now, this very second, that directly relates to this. Here's the headline. We needed more support. Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards said, USA Today. Now, here's what happens in the article. She said she battled armed insurrectionists, white supremacists, and other rioters for hours. I don't know if that's Trump supporters, but Trump has condemned white supremacy. I condemn it. Okay. But what is an armed insurrectionist, a white supremacist, um... And a, what was that? A rioter? Okay. She battled him for hours. At one point, she said she pulled out a container of chemical spray to repel attackers. Now, listen to me carefully. She said a supervisor told her to put it away. She said, I had a concussion. I felt at the very least I could defend myself and defend others from what was going on. Now, she's been on medical leave since the assault. Now, here's the interesting thing. She's one of the first members of her department that is able to speak about the riot in the aftermath. She characterized the department as adrift. Inadequate planning before the attack. Silence and mixed messages from top leadership and a lack of trust in the leadership is the reality. Frontline officers were not informed of the potential for large Scale violence, Edward said. The leaders did know, but they didn't tell the rank and file. Anyway, bottom line is it's a riveting indictment about what's going on here. She couldn't even use pepper spray. So when we hear cops are all beat up, and I'm sad about that. Don't misunderstand me. But it's not the true narrative. Steve? 
Yeah, here's the other thing, too, which we see uh, this almost um, willful uh, neglect. Uh, there was cries for help and preparation. In fact, I was told that uh, Trump offered uh, support prior to the uh, speech and the rally for security around the Capitol. Yet uh, the speaker, uh, Nancy Pelosi, rejected all kinds of help. Now, somebody has to ask, was this willful neglect that they uh, wanted something like this to happen? This is repeated throughout uh, Democratic places where they're cutting police funding, and then and then they blame it on conservatives. This is not uh, rational thinking. So let me get this straight. The leadership knew that it would be massive. They were told by the FBI and others that it would be massive. They flat out ignored the warnings. They didn't tell their rank and file. Then the rank and file trying to defend themselves, and they're literally saying, Stand down, officer. Put that away. Yeah, this is. You see this in the past where some of these uh, riots have occurred, where the uh, city managers or the mayor said told the police to stand down, and you see it repeatedly. And you, even what's ironic is after Trump's speech uh, at the White House, and the people are leaving, you see senators being uh, 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 Rand Paul being. Uh, Attacked and and the police were pretty benign in their in their fence, except for the ones right close to them. We're using bicycles. That's all they had. So uh, the mayor of Washington repeatedly tells people to stand down. Ironically, they were rioting again, and yet there were military uh, right next, you know, around the Capitol. Didn't come help. And it turns out one of the press reports now says. Republicans are costing taxpayers $450 million. Republicans aren't the ones calling for the soldiers to still be there. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. There's a lot of animosity there. The department has now barred officers from discussing the event. She's the only one that agreed to talk because she's on the union's executive committee. Nobody else will even talk. Ladies and gentlemen, you are being absolutely railroaded into this by the media and by the deep state. Some call it the swamp. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. Larry Pratt, if you have time, stay there. Steve Stockman's going to be with us for the next hour. We got a lot more. Am I to be silenced next? Are you to be silenced next? LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. For Larry, Steve, and Sam, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. This is the broadcast for February the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is hour two of two. Our interview, our special Liberty Roundtable live interview with Steve Stockman and Larry Pratt continues. Steve Stockman, former congressman from Texas, now at home. But he's a political prisoner in his own country still, ladies and gentlemen. He had his sentence committed, which we're grateful for, but not pardoned. Will Joe put him back in prison? Defendapatriot.com, ladies and gentlemen, is key. And let's be very clear. The Department of Justice targeted other conservatives before they ever got to Steve and President Trump. 
and America's political prisoners deserve full pardons, not commutation. And uh, Town Hall even said Trump needs to pardon former Sen. John Woods. Uh, This is serious, ladies and gentlemen. Will you be silenced next is the question. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, a friend of mine emailed me, and at the bottom of their email, it said this incredible quote. I want to highlight it right now. Praying with you for our precious republic. Wow. Amen to that. We need to pray. Uh, We need to stand up as Christians. Uh, But amazingly enough, criminals are getting released. Deep state swamp folks are getting released. Uh, And Christians are being held in prison wrongfully, unfairly. We've got to stand against it. We shall never give up. Uh, But Steve Stockman, as we were saying before the end of the hour, you know, will you be silenced next? You've already got a restriction on your First and Second Amendment rights. uh, So it's a little bit risky to even do this interview, isn't it? Frankly, it is. They characterize this as a uh, white nationalist racist show. Yeah, we've been really promoting white nationalism. We're yeah. basically telling everybody, listen, we're all God's children. Let's behave like it. See how racist Exactly. Is. And, and ironically, some of the most conservative members of Congress, uh, myself, Mark Meadows, and Chris Smith, were, were actively helping out, um, trying to promote freedom and, and funding and helping the African nations. And yet other people give lip service to it and, and don't. People don't realize slavery actually is greater now than, than there ever was in history. That's according to National Geographic. And we actually brought in a, uh, which actually would be a good guest for your show. He was a slave. He was a Christian. And uh, he was taking slavery in the northern part of Sudan. And for 10 years, he was a slave from uh, Sudan. We brought him here, and he told a story. And it's very compelling. And uh, if you really want to end slavery, do it now. Quit talking about what happened 150 years ago. Amen to that. I completely agree with that. I work closely with C.L. Bryant. Uh, I work closely with Jesse Lee Peterson and many others uh, in that effort as well. So you know what, folks? They're lying to you. It's clear as a bell. But really, though, uh, do you think that they're going to really go for broke? Am I next? Are they going to just take me off the radio? I, I, you, what's going to happen? You, you may jest at that, but I think it's much serious than people realize. Oh, I don't jest at it, folks. I've known no. it for a long time, and I do think it's a serious concern. Here's the problem. If I stop, all that does is embolden them even further. Can't, can't, can't stop, can't cave. Um, I want to I have Larry respond to that can't stop, can't cave comment. Uh, Larry, I might be in jeopardy, and they might certainly be taking me on next, but I can't just capitulate and go home. No, I think we're uh, we're all at jeopardy because the deep state uh, does play for keeps, and they're used to uh, most of the time getting their way. And the only way um, that evil is going to be exposed is for the light of day to be shined upon it. And uh, if we go silent, then evil is just going to triumph without even uh, having to overcome any resistance. So uh, it's a uh, it's something that I think it's incumbent upon us as Christians and as uh, people who want to preserve the republic that we have been given as a precious heritage uh, by those who founded this country. Uh, the, um, you know, one, one of the canards that uh, probably deserves being uh, speared right now is that we, the, the Democrats are not the, the friend of blacks and of the poor. Democrats are the party of slavery. Democrats are the party of segregation. Democrats are the party 
of executive tyranny in this country. And they need to be called out for that. They need to repent of their background. They should leave the Democrat Party if they're serious about defending different races and freedom for all. Serious business indeed. Steve, you want to pick up there? Yeah, I, I believe that we have a, a absolutely well-funded, and I believe uh, funded by the Chinese, frankly, uh, and there's well-documented, uh, Frank Gaffney documents this, where they're funding this disinformation campaign, and now they're teaching in schools. They're adopting a curriculum, and the curriculum teaches that we're a racist nation, we hate all people, we need to be destroyed, and this is being taught to our children. This is, uh, frankly, an alarming case in which uh, during Black History Month they leave out Martin Luther King's uh, philosophy of, you know, a colorblind society and perpetuating uh, a whole uh, philosophy undermining our nation. We are under attack as serious, more serious than 9-11. There, it's, it is what we call a color revolution, and it was laid out in, by the Chinese in a book called uh, Unrestricted Warfare, published in 1988. You can get it still on, on Amazon. The guy, the two colonels that wrote it, now one's a general, and he's in charge of overthrowing our country. This is not something made up or fantasized. It's there. In fact, I just read recently the nominee for the head of CIA is actually uh, very friendly with the Chinese. And almost all of Biden's appointees have some ties to the Chinese. It's alarming. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's hard to know how to respond to this stuff. Um, what do you think we might be able to do, Steve and then Larry, um, well, to to stop them from uh, making me next? Let's go back to what our founding father said, and I believe it was Benjamin Franklin. He said, if we don't hang together, we will surely hang separately. I'm alarmed that we're so much like herding cats. We're individuals. We leave in, believe in individual freedom. But, you know, uh, I think it was Genghis Khan who told his five sons, you know, you can break one stick, but if you stick together, it's harder to break. We as conservatives need to learn something from the left, and that's sticking together. And when we have a brother in prison, pray for that prisoner. Write that prisoner. Don't let him feel alone. In the rules for radicals, it says target, isolate, and kill off. That's what they're trying to do to Trump right now. They're trying to isolate Trump. The next, well, they target him. Now they're trying to isolate him. And the last thing they'll do is try to kill him off. That is the rules for radicals. We need to counter that. We need to uplift Trump, write letters to him, thank him, praise him, and also our prisoners, like our brother, Senator John Woods. Larry, your response. Well, I think Steve is spot on, and I think we need to to be very willing to engage in calling out the other side. The Democrats are guilty of so many things. The party of slavery and Jim Crow was the party of gun control, which was the area of my particular interest before I retired. It was the Democrats that disarmed blacks so that they could abuse and tyrannize and terrorize the blacks. When a black was able to shoot back at a night rider, the night riding stopped. And that's something that we've got to keep in mind. We push back. We don't let these people uh, claim the high ground of the intellectual debate. These people are defenders of the lowest 
form of human existence, and we need to spotlight just how guilty they are. Praying with you for our precious republic, ladies and gentlemen. That phrase comes back and haunts me, but gives me courage. Courage is contagious. It gives me courage to understand that others are praying for me, with me for our precious republic. There's no doubt about it. Will you be silenced next uh, is the question. Now listen to this. While they're trying to silence Donald Trump right now with literally saying he's a chief insurrectionist, listen to this headline. Mexican drug cartels are using TikTok to entice young people. Carol Suarez with USA Today with the Peace. So now you've got the drug cartels enticing little kids on TikTok to join the criminal gangs and crime syndicates. That's being left alone. Now, if there was an insurrection at the Capitol, Facebook is the one uh, that the Department of Justice is pointing at has stirred it all up and allowed the organization of it all to take place. Facebook. Why are Facebook and TikTok not under fire? Why are they attacking Donald Trump? See, the narrative is so interesting, Steve. Well, who 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 owns uh, TikTok? Who's producing the fentanyl? It's one country. It's one leadership. The people are great, but the leadership's evil. TikTok was bought from an American company in L.A. by the Chinese, and the abuses of that information that's collected. I was in China. And I had a book called uh, Big Data for Dummies. They went through my luggage. And when I, when I went to the first meeting, I had hardly landed in China. We were only there for a couple of hours. They had already went through my luggage. And they said, we're most interested in big data. They have collected so much information through hacking. Through uh, they, they took all the records from OMB. They know which American is doing what, which American's in debt, which American's viable to be in pressured into spying for China. We are under assault, and we need to wake up. It is a very alarming. Yeah, other than that, it's not so bad, huh, Steve? What, what's that? Other than that, it's not so bad, huh? Right, yeah. So, Mrs. Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Oh, boy. Larry, do you want to respond? No, I think this is the, the, the kind of talk that needs to be continued. And, and we need to focus on who is responsible for the threat to liberty in this country. And it is the Democrat Party. Ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Uh, my friend, I don't want to mention her name because I don't know if she wants to be mentioned, but she emailed me. At the bottom of her email, it said, praying with you for our precious republic. My response, amen. Liberty Roundtable Live. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. 
parent. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Live on your radio, hard-hitting talk radio, Steve Stockman with me, Larry Pratt with me. We're talking about Mexican drug cartels using TikTok to go ahead and recruit the youngsters. That's fine. No problem. Carol Suarez with the article if you want to go look it up. But here's the deal. That's fine. Facebook, according to the Justice Department, is the one that biggest uh, social media service that allowed uh, them to create this, quote, insurrection, if you can even call it that, which I think is a dishonest narrative, pointing at Trump, but yet Facebook can organize it and have no guilt or responsibility whatsoever as well. Will you be silenced next is the question on our minds. But listen, the federal government, as we referred to in this story last hour, um, we needed more support. Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards said, they left us out to dry. I tried to use my pepper spray to stop the bad guys, and I couldn't. They told me to put it away. My supervisor said, put it away. She's the only one that will talk. Why can't we hear from the police officers? What are they afraid of? The rank and file telling the truth about the leadership and how this was intentionally created for an agenda to probably stop the impeachment investigation and to trash Trump's reputation, tarnish him forever? Well, your reputation's in question. James Edwards, they said, was the leader of the KKK. It was a lie. He's never even been a member, folks. But now listen to this. Although they were negligent and derelict in their duty to defend Congress on January the 6th, the federal government has spent $480 million deploying National Guard troops after the Capitol riot, the deployment, was the largest in Washington since the Civil War, ladies and gentlemen. Steve, uh, that, in my opinion, should shock every one of us. They literally intentionally knew, did nothing, and now they roll out the massive money after the fact on Joe's watch? This is like closing the barn door after the horse got out. We we had uh, Trump, in fact, it's in Epic Times if you want to read the article, but... Trump offered 6,000 troops to protect the Capitol. And who turned it down? Nancy Pelosi. Is she held responsible for her stupid decisions? No. I think it was deliberate that they didn't want any police there. It was deliberate, just like the other mayors where they 
tell them to stand down. It's they knew it was coming, and they're using it as a propaganda tool. This is a classic Rockstad, you know, where they burnt down the Nazis, burnt down their own buildings, and blamed the Jews. This is this is a reason to go after conservatives. They're going after every single conservative in the military. It's abhorrent if you listen to what they're doing and how they're charging our defenders of our freedom. Suddenly now, overnight, our military is supposed to be our biggest threat. That's crazy. We're turning on the people who are defending us. We're turning on the police. We're turning on our military. This has undermined our nation. This is a classic revolution that they've used in so many countries, including, I might add, what they've done in South Korea. People aren't aware, but the... Uh, same type of voting uh, irregularities put the communists in power in South Korea. We are being undermined, and we should be alarmed. Ladies and gentlemen, to back up Steve's very point, Mark Meadows drops bombshell on impeachment. Changes everything if true. And by the way, it is true. Trump had offered security assistance multiple times prior to the Capitol riot. WorldNetDaily.com. Um. This it's is also serious. in epic times, too, I think. Yeah, in epic times as well. And the bottom line with this, folks, is this. Trump offered all kinds of support over the summer for this, all the way and into January. And you know what they said? No, we're not going to work with you on anything, period. End of paragraph. That alone borders on criminal activity. Larry? Yes, and, and I think uh, there's there's kind of two levels of what goes through the leftist mind, the leadership like Nancy Pelosi and so forth. I think they knew they were trying to set up the Trump administration by allowing the violence to continue the way so many of the mayors around the country allowed the mostly peaceful demonstrations to burn down their city. Uh, but the, the left, certainly the rank and file, have been inculcated with this nonsense that, well, use of violence only begets more violence. No, uh, when I have a gun pointed at a guy that just broke into my house, that ends the violence. Yes, yeah, so it's actually, they would say violent, but really what it is is an effort to stop violence. Uh, if we don't agree with that, why do we always bring the cops in with guns to stop the violence? So it all circles back to that, Steve. Yeah, it, it is. And the sad thing is, is that, you know, what, what, what they're in the art of war uh, which is a very old book, by the way. They talk about the best revolution is when a single shot is not fired. They consider that success. And to have them turn on themselves. This is what we're doing. We have an outside organization funding the attack on the United States by Americans. It's similar to actually 9-11. They used our airplanes to bring down the buildings. And now they're using our school systems, our freedoms, and our First Amendment rights to destroy the Constitution and the First Amendment. It's quite, quite serious. And I think, we, as I mentioned earlier, if we don't hang together, we will hang separately. And a lot of people say to me, Sam, you should just jump off the radio now and hope you can avoid the repercussions. And my response is, I think getting off the radio will actually increase my likelihood of, of them uh, attacking and abusing me. I don't think getting off the radio at this point is the answer nope. um, at all. I think the more I kind of stay public and in the media, the less likelihood of them literally trying to take me down because at least right this second I have the ability to speak back. They can't shut me down with Facebook and Twitter because I was one of the very few that didn't depend on Facebook and Twitter. And people laughed at me and they said, Sam, your audience could be a hundredfold, a thousandfold. You're, why aren't you? And I would say to them, because you watch 
Those people will be controlled. They'll build up a big financial dependency on these people. They'll do this. They'll do that. Uh, <clears throat> and people laughed at me and went, oh, you don't even know. And, and now um, it comes back. The only way they can shut me down really is to directly shut me down personally and or shut the Internet down. Larry, you want to respond to that? I think the uh, the best defense that we could possibly have is to be on offense the way you're describing. We must call these people out. We must uh, get as many people alerted to what is happening as possible. If we go quiet, if we go dark, we go silent, uh, they're simply going to uh, become more rapacious, and they're yep. going to try to devour us all the more quickly. All right, so there's a lot of things we can do, ladies and gentlemen, and we really need your funding now, though. Every penny will help us. With greater mojo, even if they take me off the internet, I've got things set up where I can come back under a different account, under a different scenario. I'm not going to say I'm impossible to take down. That's a little bit too brazen. But I will say this. I have prepared knowing this was coming. Others have not prepared, and therefore they're getting shut down right now. But even if they take my accounts down, just like Oath Keepers and others, I think I'll be able to come back reasonably quickly. Um, so that's serious indeed. But there are people fighting back, and we got to be um, aware of those people. we got to be aware of what's really happening, the landscape, if you will. For example, South Dakota Republican legislator just introduced an, exec or an order. I'm sorry, let me start over. And a, a South Dakota Republican introduced a legislative bill to reject Biden's executive orders and call them null and void. Now, I know that's a drop in the bucket, Steve, but it's a start, and we need to make people aware of those efforts. Well, you had an organization headed up by Eric Holder. Eric Holder had an organization that sued any time. Well, he didn't. He funded the lawsuits that, that blocked all executive orders or anything Trump was doing. We have nothing comparable to that. So far, he's passed 40 or signed 40 executive orders. As far as I know, only one of those executive orders was challenged, and it was challenged in Texas, and it was to block the stopping of exporting uh, uh, criminal aliens back to their country. And that has been put on hold by a federal judge. We need to do and practice what Eric Holder's doing and start issuing some of these uh, lawsuits to stop this stuff. Now, I don't have the funds to do it, but there are people out there that do, and they need to stop these executive orders. I don't understand why we're not challenging them. Well, we can work together to bring up these efforts by other people. We can meet and work on these solutions. Let me give you an example to highlight kind of the big data point that Steve was making. And I know it sounds like we're all over the map, ladies and gentlemen, and to some degree we are. And the reason we are is because the people that want to destroy liberty have so many fronts of assault that we've got to address them all. And we've got to in some way tie them together so the people can understand. All right. So there's a headline that says this. <clears throat> Hacker tries to poison Oldsmer florida city's water okay and um i didn't really pay much attention to it at first because um it just said they tried to and failed but a listener called me and said sam you got to dig into this one man what the heck's going on here so i did that's how liberty roundtable live works and that's why we so much need your funding because i can't just go to big donors to get me cash all they'll do is control what i say okay i've been around the block a few times Anyway, I'll tell you about this hacker poisoning the water and how it relates to the big data point Steve's making. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in serious trouble. We gotta trust in our God. We gotta turn to him and repent, and then we gotta go out and do all we can.
You ready, ladies and gentlemen? We got work to do. Larry Pratt, Steve Stockman with me on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The Senate has voted 56 to 44 to proceed with the impeachment of President Trump. Impeachment manager Representative Jamie Raskin. The sound of pounding on the door like a battering ram. The most haunting sound I ever heard and I will never forget it. Trump attorney David Schoen. Grave concern for the danger to the institution of the presidency that I believe even convening these proceedings indicates. The joy I believed I would feel if I ever had the great privilege of appearing before this body is replaced by sadness and pain. After President Biden destroyed thousands of jobs within minutes of his presidency with the stroke of a pen, Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, is urging President Biden to reverse course on the Keystone XL pipeline. In a new letter to the president sent Tuesday, Manchin argued that the pipeline is the safest mode to transport our oil and natural gas resources and support American union jobs. USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code USA. Will the COVID-19 vaccine shot become an every-year normality? USA Radio News' Dan Naraki reports. Community health centers will begin to get doses of coronavirus vaccine, the White House announced on Tuesday, as CVS and Walgreens pharmacies begin to administer shots later this week. Johnson & Johnson CEO Alex Gorski believes a trip to the pharmacy for a COVID shot may be a thing for several more years. He tells CNBC that a yearly vaccine, much like the flu shot, may be necessary. I think most people feel that this will be something where likely for the, yes, the next several years, uh, we'll be we'll be getting a COVID-19 shot just like we would a flu shot. Now, exactly what that shot's going to be comprised of, I don't think we know today, uh, but uh, I, I think we could all imagine a future uh, where we're living with this, uh, but where we can keep the science, uh, you know, at pace with the virus uh, so uh, that, that you know, we can keep on uh, living our lives. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. USA Radio News. Somebody's got to edit out all the uhs at the bottom of the news, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. By the way, don't take the CoCoV shot as experimental. Let them experiment on somebody else in the population is what I have to say. I'm telling you, absolutely crazy. So we're talking about this water supply with Steve Stockman, former congressman of Texas, free at home at last with his lovely wife. Thank heavens for all of her hard work and effort on his behalf, and we're doing the very best we can for dear Steve and family and many other political prisoners that are being abused left 
and right. John Woods comes to mind. We got to work on uh, defending John this, at this very time as well. We'll dig into that more, learn more about it, and do what we can. I hey, I hesitate to promise anything because I realize I don't have near the clout that I hoped I had. As everybody turns their back on those who need it the most in their time of need, you certainly find out who your friends are. Anyway, hacker tries to poison Olsmer, Florida's city water. Now, this is interesting because Steve brought up big data. Listen carefully. A hacker broke in to remote access software shared by workers at the city's water plant in an unsuccessful attempt to taint the water. They wanted to fill the water with a potentially harmful chemical. An unknown suspect reached a computer system for the city of Oldsburg's water treatment plant. And they briefly increased the amount of sodium hydroxide from 100 parts per million to 11,100 parts per million. Um, the sheriff down there at uh, Pinellas County, Bob Gutierrez, said in a news conference that, hey, this sodium hydroxide, also called lye, is used to treat water acidity. The compound's also used in soaps, cleaning supplies, drain cleaners, etc. And it can cause irritations, burns, and other problems based on increased quantities. A supervisor saw the chemical being tampered with as a mouse being controlled by the remote intruder moved across the screen, changing settings. I guess the Oldsmer city is about 15,000 residents. And it's, uh, what do they say? Let's see. 15 miles northwest of Tampa, Florida. And at no time was there a significant problem. Importantly, the public was never in danger. Still, Florida Senator Marco Rubio described the attempt as a matter of national security. And this is why I'm bringing this up. Now, the city says there's other safeguards. Don't worry. We would have caught it anyway. Experts say that these water supplies and other municipalities have the potential for hackers and it uh, goes on and on and on now the plant operator saw the intruder exit and immediately changed the settings back they say there are other measures in place for redundancy etc that would have caught this and stopped it so nobody was in danger the important thing they say is to put everyone on notice there's a bad actor out there Investigators said it wasn't immediately clear where the bad actor came from, but they say the FBI, the Secret Service, and the Sheriff's Office will be investigating uh, this crime. Now, here's the reason I bring this up uh, in front of you, Steve, is because big data, I submit to you this. This was probably designed to send a shot across the bow. Um, this wasn't just an, a hacker went crazy, got in, and an innocent person caught him and stopped it. And, oh, thank the good heavens it got stopped. In my opinion, this made national news as a signal. Am I nuts? Hey, Sam, I got, I got something that's really important here. You have, uh, and there's well document on this, documentation on this, the executive order issued by Biden is very alarming. He's reducing all our barriers that we that Trump put up to uh, China to overthrow this country. And one of the executive orders, which was little noticed, was that he's allowing the Chinese to supply us with power grid equipment. 
we there's a well there was a, actually a uh, uh, congressional uh, documentation and it was put together in a book and it's talking about the threat of uh, uh, these nuclear weapons or whatever it's called a uh, uh, magnetic explosions I forget Larry what's it what you yeah, guys it's an EMP oh, yeah we we they're now allowing the Chinese to supply us <laughs> to block our ability to uh, fight that. Well, I don't that need to worry about an EMP if my Chinese equipment gives me the, the Internet of Things where I can do, do yeah, whatever I, I want there. But uh, I'm alarmed he would sign it. That's such a blatant uh, thing to help the Chinese well, take he over be, our country. he ought to be put in prison for it is what ought to happen. Larry, do you want to respond to that? Well, I think we're going to have to feel ourselves uh, with an awareness that, that Joe Biden was uh, portrayed as a doddering old guy. Uh, maybe he is. But uh, if for a fact, the people around him uh, are not doddering, and they clearly have a hard left agenda to turn this country into a command economy where the government controls all the decisions that each and every one of us make every day of our lives. And we won't be able to uh, resist this because all of the control will rest in the hands of just a few. And we're watching a transformation of America. Obama talked about uh, he was going to fundamentally transform America. Well, he, he gave it his best effort, but it looks to me as if uh, uh, he, he lost control of that. Trump seized uh, power back for the people. But these were not permanent reforms. And unless we get rid of this guy and this regime, uh, starting with the next congressional election, uh, we don't have much hope for seeing freedom live very much longer in our country. Now, listen to this headline from the mainstream press, and then you respond to this, Steve. This is serious. Jackson County, Texas. Sheriff, his name is A.J. Louderback. He says the Biden administration is enforcing its no deportation policy and creating lawlessness at the southern border. Every peace officer... In the United States, Ladderback says, should be extremely concerned about the attitude, the lawlessness, the complete abject removal of law. Ladderback told Fox News Tucker Carlson tonight, under President Joe Biden's non-deportation rules, immigrants can't be deported if they get a DUI, commit fraud, tax crimes, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, um, Louderback says this is literally criminal. Now you've got literally sheriffs uh, standing up blatantly and using the only mainstream press to some degree we've got left to speak out boldly against what's being done to your very, very point of dismantling everything that might protect Americans. Steve. Well, here's an alarming thing, too. I, I, I think that uh, when, when Trump put uh, immigrants in tents, they call it Tent City, and they now have renamed... They're building huge quantities of tents. They, they told the border guards that in two to three weeks, they, they said, expect a flood. Another thing Biden did is he tore up the agreement with the three Central American countries that had an agreement that would help control the flow. He's encouraging the flow of immigrants up here. And I'd like to say Larry's very familiar with Central America, particularly Panama. And I, and I was shocked one time. When uh, I was with Larry and I was worried, I said, Larry, that's a Hispanic station. I don't speak Spanish. And Larry fluently 
discussed uh, the situation. I think, Larry, uh, I'd like to hear your viewpoint on this. Well, there's um, a reporter, Sarah Carter, who um, comes from Cuban parentage, and she's bilingual, and she's been down in Central America, and she was able to speak with some of these uh, invader leaders, and she's uh, chronicling exactly what we're talking about, that there is an organized effort to invade the United States with future Democrat voters who are going to be dependent because they don't have education and they don't have uh, the language, so they won't be able to uh, fend it for themselves. They'll be dependent on the government just what Democrats like. And that is going to, if allowed to continue, that is going to tip the balance in this country, and we're not going to be able to overcome that, even if there were an honest election. Yeah, I'd like to point to the opening commentary by Waters World on Fox. If you can get the beginning of that, uh, Sam, you find it... It is what I've been preaching. I actually spoke to our Texas delegation about this, and they poo-pooed me. But he actually came out and said, he said, it's a deliberate effort, which, by the way, uh, Obama did this to my district. There was 100,000 illegal, not illegal, process immigrants coming into the country, and he let them go into conservative Republican districts, just flip districts. But what he's doing to Texas is alarming. Uh, they're going to open up the floodgates, and their and their intention is in four years have enough uh, illegal immigrants in Texas and have them turn into citizens to vote and turn the state uh, Democrat. And once it becomes Democrat, it'll never go back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Maryland Sheriff chimes in on this very topic as well. And I'll tell you something cool coming up. Hang tight. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, baby. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. So another another sheriff speaks up, ladies and gentlemen, from Maryland, going on Fox and Friends. With what's that guy's name? Steve Ducey. Um. Yeah, Steve Ducey of Fox and Friends. Here's what the Maryland sheriff said: What he's done, meaning Joe Biden, is effectively and functionally dismantled ICE, basically basically telling the agents to stand down. Maryland Sheriff Chuck Jenkins told Steve. Um, Doosty, there will be no enforcement. Ladies and gentlemen, we're creating a crisis in America before our very eyes that will have real repercussions. This is not a joke. This is national security at stake at every level, from hacking and big data, right on down to letting thugs come across the border, right on down to stirring Americans up against one another and creating domestic unrest intentionally so at all levels they're taking off the gloves and americans are mostly missing it steve yeah absolutely and i think it's alarming at the direction our nation's going and, and as we as i we finish up this show i want to recap some of the things and i want to bring up uh, our dear brother in prison senator john woods i want to bring up the fact that again that we need to stick together and your show has done that and your listeners do need to support the show. <clears throat> you can't live off of manna. There's not manna coming down in Utah, I don't believe. <laughs> and, uh, and you need help, and, and we need to stick together. And I also want to thank uh, Brother Larry for all his, and both of you supporting my freedom and, and, and getting out of prison. Uh, that's another story to be told sometime about how the treatment in our prisons, uh, we're, we're even at the level of the prisons, there's a lot of corruption, which... I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but there is. And, and like you mentioned earlier, Sam, the treatment of other inmates was horrible, and it continues to this day. Ladies and gentlemen, we're praying for our republic, but I submit to you that prayers are not enough. We've got to do all within our power as well, Larry. Yes, I think prayers should um, inform our actions, but actions are what needed to be what needed to be done. Uh, the, the Bible tells us that uh, I'll know your faith by your works. And uh, if we don't see any works, then our faith is uh, uh, just words and doesn't mean anything. And so uh, there's so much that needs to be done, and there's still a lot that can be done. If uh, politicians realize that folks are onto them, uh, they will back off because there's one instinct, in, um, almost all of them have, and that's self-office preservation. And if they think that the folks are onto the games of the big government and they're going to be defeated, then uh, they tend to have a better attitude about what needs to be done. They need to hear from their voters. Steve? Yeah, I do, too. I think that's true. And I, But 
I think in the meantime, we're, we're on a very short fuse here. Uh, I'm very concerned that the train is down the track and we're on the track. And this, this uh, plan of, of our country's demise is well on its way. We got to, we really got to organize. And I think that one of the things that you have done, Sam, is, is to try to get that done. And I encourage you to continue to try to get people to uh, gather together to, uh, I wish they would sue some of these executive orders. They're outrageous and they're totally illegal. He's legislating. He's not. Uh, he's not directing executive orders so much as he's legislating with just a pen. He's in Obama's third term. Is really what it is. Very and who so. knows where that goes with Obama? Kind of behind the scenes with Kamala Harris uh, in charge. Number one, Kamala's not even uh, able to be president. Her parents weren't citizens when she was born, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they can laugh and go, we've been down that road, Sam. It's a waste of time. But you've literally got Kamala Harris queued up um, to possibly be president. And she's not even qualified to do so. You've got Joe Biden that may not even be literally coherent. You've got then uh, the Senate trial going on without any of the Supreme Court justices involved. Kamala stepped aside. Uh, and you got this whacked out extreme Democrat leading the charge right now who's got conflicts of interest all over over the place, to say the least. And we're going to let that stand, Steve? No, we need to fight, and I encourage your listeners to, uh, you know, get get informed, but more importantly, uh, take action. And I don't mean violence. That's something that Antifa does. And there was a great uh, program, by the way, documenting how a few Antifa people get to blame the, uh, the large crowd. There was a black rally. It was on Laura Logan's show she's excellent if you want to watch the documentary what i'm referencing they have a videotape of mainly whites interjecting themselves into a black protest and then they use skateboards to break break the windows and another person comes up throws lighter fluid and another person comes up and lights the car the police car on fire very well orchestrated like a ballet and all of them were white and yet, when they when they ran, they basically fled. It looks like that it was the blacks that set the police cars on fire. It's really Machiavellian, and quite a lot. And alarming. it also means even if you have to go to court, different people did different actions. So when they basically try to paint the, you know, tail on the donkey and say, "Hey, did you light this thing on fire?" It's like, well, wait a minute, I didn't bring any gas, and I didn't. And what you do is you divide up the different pieces to where yep. you can't really create liability here. Yeah, that's what they did in the Capitol. If you want a, a primer. Uh, of how they did it, how they orchestrated the Capitol break-in and, and uh, the mostly peaceful demonstration. Look at Laura Logan's uh, documentary. It's excellent on Antifa. And also, too, uh, the gentleman, uh, NGO, I guess it's no-go, whatever, he's wrote a great book that uh, he's gotten beat up and put in the hospital and very violent uh, actions against him, and yet he still persists. He loves freedom, and um, he's written and published a book, which is excellent. I think it's called Unmasked. I've got it right in front of me. Say that again, Larry. I've got Andy No's book right in front of me. Did you read it? Yeah, I'm anxious to read it. It sounds phenomenal. It's the top of the stack, but uh, he uh, he knows whereof he speaks because he's dealt directly uh, with these Antifa terrorists. Uh, they put him in the hospital. They almost killed him. He, yep. His brain was bleeding from the beating. Yeah, give me the name of the book me. again, just for listeners. It's all uh, one word, unmasked. Take the mask off, unmasked. Antifa likes to 
run around with masks. So I understand. And the name is Andy? N-G-O, and it's pronounced no. N-G-O. That's his name? Yes. That's his last name. Yeah, I think he's Vietnamese. And what's his first name? Andy. Hold on. So we're racist and we're promoting this Vietnamese guy's book because he's right? Is that how it works? <laughs> well, that's like the founder of Proud Boards is not white. And he's not even American. So it's a little bit ironic that they call it a racist organization. It's not founded by an American, nor is he white. The other he's book, Afro-Cuban. Well, yeah, exactly. The other thing, Larry, you probably have this book, but uh, it, his whole life and death is actually something that should be investigated. Is a book called uh, See Something, Say Nothing. And he documents in that book how Obama filled the entire uh, administration with radical um, jihadis and stuff. And uh, he was being appointed by Trump, was getting married, and then in L.A., uh, supposedly he shot himself in the stomach. There's a lot of questions about his death. And I, but the name of the book is See Something, Say Nothing. I know, for, forgive me, I don't remember the author's name, but if you Google that, you'll see the name of the book. And it's phenomenal. And... Um, Quite alarming, but he was he, his demise is uh, suspect by many uh, leaders. Yes, I, I recall that that gentleman. It's been quite some time. I think I might have even interviewed him on my uh, weekly show when I was doing that before I retired. Um, so it, it was very suspicious because this guy was uh, very well informed about radical Islam and uh, was trying to blow the whistle on it. And um, he won't be blowing any more whistles. No, he he got fired from Obama because he listed all the uh, operatives inside the the White House and all that. He publicly listed it, and uh, Trump was bringing him back. He's get here. He's getting married, and supposedly he committed suicide. Reminds me of a story where this one guy had two bullets in the back of his head. He said he committed suicide. He <laughs> must have used really the derringer, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the point is, ladies and gentlemen, we're starting to get to the point where this is so in your face, uh, so hidden in plain sight, if you will, so diabolical that it's hard to believe it's real. You almost want to just watch Netflix and pretend it's not there. Uh, but, folks, this is serious, and you can't do that. The very stake of your liberty, the very stake of your liberty is, is on the line here. The very um, country that our founders fought, bled, died for, gave their honors, their their fortunes, everything for, is on the line here. Larry, then Steve. Well, that's um, the, a fight that's not ever going to stop. The, the founders were aware that the defense of liberty is a continual struggle. Uh, the, the, um, uh, that was something that they were prepared for, and they were conscious that you could let down your guard and that's exactly when trouble returns. So eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. It was their motto. It should be ours. Steve? Yeah, and exactly. Ronald Reagan says we're one generation away from losing our nation. And I'm afraid that uh, we're not uh, teaching our, or allow, we allowed our teachers to be radicalized, and they're radicalizing our, our students and many a parent sent their child away to college to only find out that they've been indoctrinated with hatred for this country and Marxist ideology. And we're paying trillions of dollars to pay for this, quote, higher education, which is really a Trojan horse. And Joe Biden says we don't even need schools to disclose their ties and funding from China. 
Right. That's another executive order he, he blocked. It's it's yeah, really amazing easy. if you list all the things he's done on behalf of China. Another executive order is we're no longer to call it the Chinese virus. That's been barred from all government documents. Yeah, they're saying it didn't come from a lab there. They know it for sure. Right, yeah, that was the World Health Organization, which is run by who? The Chinese. <laughs> That's I mean, amazing. It's just insane. Yes. In fact, someone did a great study, and I wish I could reference it, but it's like half of all the U.N., um, are not, which there's a lot of them, are controlled now by the Chinese. And most of the ones, uh, the NGOs, the nonprofits up in uh, non-governmental organizations, up in Canada are all run by Chinese. And, and uh, there's an organization in, in Vancouver that's also very strongly funded. It's called, um, i trying to remember, it's the Freedom Road which is ironic because it enslaves people. But it's also funded and funnels a lot of money from Canada into the United States. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? I know it sounds negative, but I want you to realize that courage is contagious. Okay, if we're going to say anything to end this program right now, it is courage is contagious. We need to turn to and trust in our God. We need to repent so that he will protect us and heal our land. And then we need to get up and go to work. And as Steve has been referring to all broadcast long, we need to get together and find solutions and put our money where our mouths are, our time, our efforts. Now's not the time to cower and back away. Now's not the time to social distance and not know anybody that's antisocial. Now is the time to peacefully stand up for God, family, and country. And it takes all of us. Steve, I want you to have the final word, sir. Keep everybody in praise. Remember Hebrews 13.3. Anybody in prison, there be with you. Or I'm paraphrasing it, but think about our prisoners that are there because of their fight for this country. Ladies and, and gentlemen, Steve them. will be back soon. Larry Pat will be back th- soon as well. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. But ladies and gentlemen, you got to get involved. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net for Sam and Steve and Larry Pratt. Steve Stockman, Larry Pratt. DefendAPatriot.com, God Save the Republic.